0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Hopefully it's you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A little little slow on the uptake there, Rach.
1: I was a little slow on my recording. My recording. I'm good. I'm good now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Okay, we're going to dismiss with the pleasantries because there's a lot of news going on right now. And there's some not so great news that we have to discuss on the podcast today. So we're going to start off with something that actually is... Okay news. Pretty good news. Not the worst news. Julius Jones' execution has been stopped with clemency. Uh, The execution, which was scheduled for today, as a matter of fact by the time you would have heard this, Julius Jones would have been dead had uh, the governor not stepped in. Uh, It was halted, though, over doubts, amid doubts, shall I say, over the murder trial that we've talked about here on Higher Learning, the murder trial, which was 20 years ago. Governor Kevin Stitt um, commuted his sentence from life in prison, excuse me, from uh, death to life in prison, um, I think without the possibility of parole. Now, Here's the situation. The Jones family is relieved, but still not satisfied. They believe Julius Jones to be innocent, as do a lot of people. So they are looking for the release of Julius Jones pending a new trial. But for now, I'm sure they will, as most other people who were uh, invested into this entire situation will take him not being executed on today.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we went to bed last night. He went to bed last night, not knowing if today would be his last day. So hours before, can't even imagine what that is like sitting in jail for that long, let alone thinking today's your last day on earth. And then hours before, you know, you get the message because Governor Stitt was just sitting on it or praying about it, as he is has been quoted as saying, I, here's my question. I did not know that there was an option still to have a new trial. So you're actually, this is this is news to me, because I know that Governor Stitt had the option to, you know, adopt the recommendation from the pardon and Parole Board. He could modify it. He could reject their recommendation. And he didn't accept their recommendation because they said um, they wanted a possibility of parole. He said life in prison, no parole. Um, I di- I was unaware that there is still the possibility that there could be a new trial. I was of the understandings, so this is even better news for me because I was understanding this was it.
0: Well, I mean, look, what I've been told by people there is uh, technically there's not the possibility of a new trial, but that with enough pressure and with Julius being alive, anything is possible. That they what they what they're hoping to do is. Uh, drum up enough sentiment to where they can work out something to have his case completely reviewed. Um, His mother spoke. She said that if you think Julius is guilty, give him a fair trial, do it over again, and do it right. Of course, there were a lot of inconsistencies about the first trial, a lot of things that went wrong in the first trial. So what they ultimately are seeking, whether or not it happens or not, is a new trial, a different verdict, and the release of Julius Jones for a crime they believe he didn't commit.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to take away from the small victory it is that the fact I mean, it's a victory, right? This man is still living and breathing and hours before he possibly could have been executed. So I definitely want to acknowledge that. But I just have such an issue with Governor Stitt, because if you decided to not execute him and you determined that it wasn't right to do so then I'm trying to understand why you took away the possibility of parole. To me, he played it safe. He tried to split the baby and he tried to please both sides, right? He didn't. uh, Julius Jones did not get executed. And that is a win on the side of the family because he lives to see another day. But he is at the moment is not getting a trial. He's going to be in prison for the rest of his life, which pleases the other side of it and of course we want the how family to have justice but i don't understand how you can decide that he doesn't need to be executed but then also don't give him the possibility you have to have some sort of doubt some sort of belief that maybe the recommendation from the pardon and parole board is right maybe he didn't get a fair trial maybe what happened 20 plus years ago wasn't justice. So I just don't understand how you could take away that possibility of parole as well as not execute him. Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: Of course. Um, I mean, your analysis is spot on. I think I think two things. I think number one, we talked about it on the podcast before Kevin Stitt has higher aspirations in terms of he could be, uh, if Donald Trump doesn't trump it up again, he could be one of his party's future standard bearers um, in uh, for a presidential run. And so if you're going to run for president, you got two potential big piles of shit to step in. One is you kill the black man that people say is innocent of the crime. And there are pictures of Julius Jones, wherever you go on every campaign stop. That could be a thing. Number two is you commute the sentence possibility to possibility parole, or you, get him out or whatever uh then you're soft on crime so i think politically that he was in a tough situation not making any excuses for him just saying that he he didn't he punted essentially
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: and so being that he punted on the situation that means that julius jones gets to live and breathe um and while he's living and breathing there's still a chance that one day he'll get out see if he dies then that chance is over you know, uh, so at least there's a chance. At least we, we uh, do like Reverend Jackson says. We keep hope alive because who knows who'll be in the governor's office if Stitt does run for president. Uh, if he runs again, if if he were to win, of course. But if he runs again, decides, or if he runs for president, decides not to run again and focus on that. Who knows what happens, right? Who knows what goes on. Yeah. So with all of those things, it's a uh, I wouldn't say it's a happy day, but I would say it's not a terrible one putting it that way. Uh, but there's still a lot of work to be done. The Innocence Project is still working on behalf of Julius Jones. Tiffany Lofton is still working on behalf of Julius Jones. Irv Rowland is still working on behalf of uh, Julius Jones. Miss Crutcher is still working on behalf of Julius Jones. And the fight uh, isn't over. And I guess that's the good news. The fight continues. It could have been over today. He could have been over today. Uh, from what I told, he had been fed his last meal.
1: Right. So right.
0: You know, which, you know, that's actually kind of a plus. You know, if you got a bomb last meal, and now they don't put you to death, now it's like you got some, wow. you got some good eating.
1: Wow. You know, way of to look the whole at the thing. glass. Silver lining. Full.
0: Silver lining. If you wow. got, if he got, he might. You know, I not wouldn't only even did, be
1: able to eat. I wouldn't even eat. be able to eat. They eat. I, I just like, I, my stomach would be all in knots. I don't know. I just wouldn't be able to enjoy. Like People act like that's some sort of gift. Like, like what do you want? You can have anything you want before we put you in this chair and send you on your way. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even be able to settle. Honestly, I would ask for like a bottle of Don Julio 1942. I, that's what I would ask. Just let me just ride out like that. I but, wouldn't ask for a meal. All right,
0: well, That's ridiculous. We're, we're going to talk about you and your drinking at some point on the podcast, (laughs) yeah, but not today. We're going to, we're going to talk about at some point. We're going to talk about (laughs) that, but not, not, not today. Not at all. Um, but everyone here is pleased. Uh, I'm hoping to talk to Julius Jones.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: I'm hoping to talk to Julius Jones. I I think a lot of people are going to want to talk to him. A lot of people are going to want, you know, it was hard to get to him when he was on death row. Um, It was impossible to get to him while he was on Death Watch. That was impossible. So um, as of right now, things are not as bad as they would have been. So this is something that that we'll continue to talk about, continue to discuss, and continue to keep you guys up to date with. And shout out to all the thought warriors out there who were out there putting in the work, reminding people that today was such a faithful day. Yeah, they were really on top of it. You guys, Mm -hmm. it, it made a difference. You don't think that you did, but if you shared it, if you tweeted it, if you, put, you made a difference, you saved a man's life today. Bravo to you, Thought Words. Bravo to you.
1: Bravo. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. And that's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: This is a big story. This is a huge story. Two men convicted of killing Malcolm X expected to be exonerated. Did you see this, Rachel? I saw it. Uh, Two men convicted of killing Malcolm X expected to be exonerated. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, the, the convictions of two of the three men in the assassination of the civil rights activist Malcolm X expected to be thrown out. The men, Muhammad A. Aziz and Khalil Islam, have always maintained their innocence in the 1965 assassination of Malcolm X. Quick history lesson for the thought warriors that might not be aware of this. Malcolm X was a member of the Nation of Islam. He converted to the Nation of Islam while he was in prison. Upon his release from prison, he became one of the biggest voices in America in terms of indicting white supremacy and doing what Malcolm called telling the white man the truth to his face. He became a bigger star than anyone else in the nation. He became a bigger star than almost anyone, period, besides Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. During this time, the Nation of Islam was, which was founded by, it was ran by a gentleman by the name of Elijah Muhammad, who himself uh, was a revolutionary thinker and an unbelievable, um, uh, unbelievable organizer in his own right. Elijah Muhammad, will like gave the teachings that Malcolm X and members of the Nation of Islam uh, talk about even today. During that time, there was a falling out between Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad. And during that falling out, there were accusations uh, from Malcolm X that Elijah Muhammad was involved in things that were at cross purposes and contradictory to the level um, and the standard that he believed the leader of the nation should be setting. All of those things are out there. You can go find them. Uh, Malcolm said that Elijah had illegitimate children everywhere um, and was uh, not taking care of the children. And he said this publicly, that's not Van saying this, that's, Elijah, that's Malcolm X saying that about Elijah Muhammad. He was then ousted from the Nation of Islam. He was ousted from the Nation of Islam. Malcolm X was kicked out. After, after he was kicked out, Malcolm X maintained in public many different places that he believed that the Nation of Islam was trying to kill him. Once again, this is not me saying this. This is Malcolm X in his own words saying that he believed that the Nation of Islam uh, were plotting to take him out. He said one time that they were going to put a bomb underneath his car and then have the bomb blow up. He said a different time that somebody was going to run up and kill him. Whatever. In 1965, Malcolm X did get killed. And the common knowledge on this has been this entire time that it was the Nation of Islam that killed Malcolm X. Uh, There was a documentary done not too long ago called Who Killed Malcolm X that seemingly got right to the actual gunman that most people believed was responsible for the murder. It was an amazing series and you should watch it Uh, because of that and other skepticism around what's going on. These two men uh, are being released from prison or one of them is being released from prison. I think the other one has already passed on is being released from prison and they've been in there for a very, very long time. So the death of Malcolm X is something that the community in America, the American community hasn't had closure on, still probably doesn't have closure on, but just like in the case of Julius Jones, uh, exonerating these men, it gets to the real question of who was behind this. Now I've always maintained just from the little bit that I know that it's very difficult for me not to believe that some governmental organization didn't have a heavy hand in what happened to Malcolm X, especially with everything we know now. Uh, but this casts even um, more doubt on the common held theory uh, that we knew who did it. We might not know who did it. I guess my question to you is, Rachel, have to, having said all of that, sorry for being long-winded, you guys, but I need you to know the history. Is it important for you? to know who Mm -hmm. killed Malcolm X.
1: It's a good question. Let me ask you this before I answer that. You believe that the government was involved in some way in regards to the the murder of Malcolm X. Do you believe, do you believe that that was in conjunction with the nation of Islam?
0: (sighs) The nation of Islam, part of it, I'm not, I don't know. Okay. Um, I know. So this is the only thing I can say about the nation of Islam part of it, is Elijah Muhammad maintained that he gave strict orders for Malcolm X not to be touched. Do not touch Malcolm X. He gave very strict orders for Malcolm X not to be touched. Most members of the nation now, of course, say that Malcolm X, that the nation had nothing to do with the death of Malcolm X. Sure. Of course they're going to say that, right? Um, Only thing I can say is that Malcolm X, while he was alive, seemed certain that the nation of Islam was trying to kill him. He said Mm -hmm. he had spoke to people that had refused to do things. He said he had talked to the man that had been tasked to put the bomb in his car and that uh, uh, the man couldn't go through with it. And so he says he heard it from the horse's mouth that they were trying to kill him. Whatever it is, there is no doubt in my mind that at that time, FBI, CIA, government officials were finding out a way to get Malcolm and Martin out of the way. So whether or not even the even if the guys that they got are Muslims, turn out to be Muslims, the question is, were they Muslims and agents? Were there undercover agents inside of the nation who were trying to yeah, get like to Black Malcolm Panther. X? Yes, it right. Like it like any of that stuff. So like what I'm but what I'm saying is I don't know whether or not the nation had anything to do with it, but I know Malcolm thought that they did. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm very invested in finding out who did this because there might still be players that might need to be accountable for it.
1: Right, right. Sorry, I said Black Panther. I meant the Black Panther Party in reference to Fred Hampton. Um, Your exact question was...
0: Uh, Does it matter to you who killed Malcolm X?
1: Well... It matters to me if you have the wrong people right. uh, being accused, you know? I mean, these these men have been in jail for decades and one has since passed away. So I think it obviously matters as far as justice is concerned. It matters for these people's families um, to to clear the name of the individual, especially if the individuals, especially if they're innocent, but I think it does matter in a sense that there is all this speculation of it might have been this group or that group or this person or this governmental entity. And I think that, yeah, I think it would be, I don't know how I could say it doesn't, you know what I mean? And and, and one, just because of justice, but the two, also just because of who Malcolm X was, what he meant to us, to the community, and I think that it's only right to figure out what happened because then maybe you can figure out... I mean, we know why, we assume why, but if you know what, then you know why. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, you cannot... You can't ever seek the truth when you have embraced the lie. Mm. So now that uh, the, the, the lie of whomever... Uh, of these men having been the trigger man in the Malcolm X situation is gone. Hopefully, we can find the truth. Okay, let's take a break. We're gonna come right back. Okay, uh, as we are recording this, it is Thursday, okay? It is Thursday. Uh, a man died yesterday. A man named Adolf Robert Thornton Jr. He was born in Chicago, but he moved to the city of Memphis at a very young age. He had a cousin who passed away. His cousin's name was Juice World. He died at at twenty one, not too long ago. Um, this man you might know better by the name of Young Dolph. Uh, Young Dolph was a titan in his city, a titan in the industry, a rapper, an entrepreneur, um, businessman, uh, who was. Going to a place called Makita's Homemade Cookies in South Memphis on Wednesday afternoon when a couple of people pulled up on him, both armed and masked up, and shot him to death. Young Dolph was 36 years old. Rachel, what are your thoughts on this?
1: This was upsetting. I'm a Young Dolph fan. Seen Dolph in concert like I I rock with him back from the mixtapes. Um if you follow Dolph in his career, then you know some of the beefs that he's had with other people in the industry. You know that he's been shot at and shot prior to this um this tragedy that just happened, but it still was a shock to hear it and 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 we didn't know for sure until maybe until like an hour or two later and I, it just, I I, I mean, I, I tweeted about it. I just, the senseless killing is just so upsetting to me. I mean, I understand you having disagreements and beef with different people. I got my own, you know what I'm saying? But like to take it To the point where we're taking each other's lives, especially people who are so influential in their community. I mean, if you follow Dolph, you know that his parents... Um, he grew up with parents who suffered from addiction. He was raised by his grandmother. He really made something of himself. He invested in, in himself. He invested in his community. He was a father to two children. He gave back to the school that he grew up in, graduated from. He passed out turkeys for Thanksgiving, visited hospitals. I, I mean, just like he was very involved in where he came from. And even, um, after COVID, or not after COVID, but during the pandemic, spending time away from music and being on the road, he really talked about retiring and wanting to spend more time with his family and his kids. And he talked about missing out. And now he's gone, gone. Probably over. I mean, there's no reason to take somebody's life, right? There's no reason for murder. And I, it's just, it just, it saddens me so much that we, that this happens and that it's just so senseless as to why and it just bothers me so much that somebody like this was taken from the community it just does and it's so, not stopping we talk about this all the time
0: right uh, so I have no idea what this was about Um, I don't know why this happened I don't know you know what the motive was Dolph had had some beefs in the past like you said and A lot of people were like, okay, well, this is what eventually came of all of those things. He had beef with this guy, he had beef with that guy, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I want people to understand something about this stuff as it relates to Dolph or Mode 3 or FBG Duck or King Vaughn or Pop Smoke or any of the guys that we're talking about, the kids in Jacksonville right now who are going back and forth with one another, shooting each other up. I want to make sure that people get something. You said something, and it's something that people say after stuff like this happens, because it seems like that, but it's actually really not, in my opinion. You said the senseless murders of these people. Right? You said senseless murders of these young black men. Young black men and women. Senseless murders. Senseless murders. I don't think they're senseless.
1: Hmm. Why?
0: I think we've made them make sense.
1: Keep going. I, I don't uh, understand.
0: I think that there is there has been a passive acceptance of the way things go in certain parts of our community. I think that we double down on that. And I'll tell you why. Please do. Would you listen to a song or a record about rape?
1: I don't know.
0: Would you listen to a song where every other, would you listen to a song or a record where every other bar Or every other song some guy is talking about how he can't wait to rape a woman how he can't if he sees a woman Uh, wearing the wrong thing okay so then why do you do it with murder?
1: What songs about murder am I listening to?
0: Well any song where someone's talking about the fact that they'll shoot a nigga the fact that they'll pop a nigga the fact that They're the hardest the fact that they're the uh,
1: hardest I can deal with.
0: they're They're the they're the hardest. Cool. I'm telling you that a lot of this stuff, a lot of the music that we love, that you love, that I love is dripping, dripping with talk of killing people.
1: I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to think. Like, I know that there are the songs we listen to talk about beef that they have, and they're calling somebody out, and they might be calling them a yeah. bitch or a hoe or or something like that, and they're saying words that might incite a response, right? Like a diss record. But I'm just trying to think of, like, am I, li- am I listening to music where they're really talking about going killing out and people? killing people?
0: Well... I'm, I know sure that there's
1: I a, I, I'm sure there's a song. I'm not saying I'm above it by, so, all, by no means. I'm just, I'm just <sighs> racking my brain trying to think.
0: So like, you know, but I get your point. Like I, I know that I have, I know that I have. And I know that I do, I, uh, you know I'm not going to call out artists by name because, uh, the reality of the situation is that, you know, it's something that reflects a lot of the places where these, where these gentlemen come from. And I understand that about the art. But you you want to say something here?
1: Well, I was going to ask you a question. I was going to ask you a question. Do you do you listen to it and and when you talk about like the passive acceptance, is it acceptance or is it more of like they're just rapping about a song? Right, cuz some people rap and it's not their reality.
0: Right, but what if somebody was rapping about rape and it wasn't their reality? Right. Could you it's, could it's- you listen to it? no could you, right so could like and and the and the reality of the situation is because there's a clear trigger in our minds of what and whether passively or actively there's a clear trigger in our minds about what we deem acceptable so if a rapper came out and was talking about abusing a child we would say no mm-hmm. did you right. hear this i'll give you a perfect example right. you don't even know remember that song you ain't know Oh, Rick yes, Ross said, oh, slip Molly yes. all in her drink.
1: And it, got, it was a big deal. You ain't
0: know, right? Right away people go, okay, that's wrong. That's something we can't normalize. That's something that right. we're not going to normalize. There are other parts of the music and this has less to do with the Young Dolph's exact situation because it's, it's, it's not fair. It's presumptuous and it's not it's not right to assume that anything in music culture definitely like directly precipitated the death of young Dolph. If I have, I'm not saying that rap had anything to do with it. What I'm saying is there's an overall feeling here and there's an overall ecosystem here to where we are. And Van Lathan is included in this. We are passively participating and the minimalization of real life shit. We are passively condoning over and over again. We are passively condoning, passively condoning, in a very we're passively condoning it in a very active way, worshiping death. And and, and and the re and the and the reality to me in the, in the situation is that all of us have birthed, all of us, the entire culture that has that has that has that is involved here, has birthed a generation of young men who are taking this very literally, and they killing and they killing shit up. So,
1: yes and no. I mean, I I I understand exactly what you're saying, and I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it, but I guess it's like. I wouldn't say that we passively accept killing more than we accept and celebrate beefs, right? Like we yeah. celebrate, just think of Kanye and Drake just right now, right? Yeah. We celebrate discord and diss records and oh, what is this person gonna say and how are they gonna one up them? And we praise that. That's problematic because it can lead to something else. Now, if Drake and Kanye talked about killing, I really think it, it would be a problem.
0: Well, Kanye believes that Drake was threatening his life. And then Kanye posted Drake's address. Kanye believes that in sickle mode, when Drake is talking about coming to his house, that he was threatening his life. Kanye believes that Kanye believes a lot of those things. Let me put it to you like this. There are beefs in every single version of entertainment
1: correct and we and that's what I'm saying it's we celebrate them but
0: they don't die
1: you're proving my point
0: no 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 what I'm telling you is there's a difference in so so what what I'm saying is the do you remember when Nirvana ran into Guns N' Roses at the MTV Music Awards and they they they, there was it was a big thing remember how much fucking bands band feuds bands hate each other all of these people don't get along in any sort of art. This exists in movies everywhere. In any sort of art, there Correct. are going to be beefs. But do right. these people send people at them?
1: Well, that—that that, this is what I'm saying. I am saying that we as a culture celebrate, or just like in general, celebrate beefs and discord. And we love the drama and the and the messiness of it. I'm saying, I don't know if it, I don't know if I believe that we passively except killing as well in music that I am. I'm saying
0: the the opposite. There's, I'm absolutely floored. There's no way to deny it. There's so much violence in the music. Like there, it's like there, there's, there's so much violence in the music. There's so much talk about killing people in the, in the music. And I guess I'm just
1: not listening. I'm not disagreeing with you, Van. I'm not disagreeing with you. I guess, and here's maybe where my disconnect is in that maybe like this generation you're saying we're this music is raising a, a, a different generation where they're taking this literally. I guess that's where I'm disconnected because I'm sure I've listened to songs or records that talk about killing for sure. I'm not above it. I'm not saying that, but never in my mind did it translate to actually go out and do these things. So I guess I'm disconnected from the, the kids or the people who take that literal and are like, so-and-so said this, I'm about that life.
0: It It's not necessarily, I think that's a problem too. I think that people think that it's that binary, that the kids go, okay, well, I, I listen to Back in Blood and Poo shy she's talking about it on the song. So that means I'm gonna go out and kill someone. It's not like that. What happens is, the the music that you listen to every single day, the things that you're surrounded with every single day and parts of these things exist in these communities anyway and they predate the music. And so that's the tricky part. The tricky part is the music didn't cause this. The music didn't bring all of this. The music is the reflection of what was going on in these communities. But what's happened now is the celebration of it has deadened our senses to some of this stuff. I truly believe that. And when I and we don't really care until we don't care that we're being lulled to sleep with all of this talk that our senses are being dulled with it until somebody actually dies. Then we go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's senseless. No, it actually makes sense if you're ingesting that into your brain. So
1: you are saying it. Yes, you're saying that it affects you and it's, no, no, no. it ta- sensitizes you. Is that what right, you're saying? But
0: I'm not saying it's a one to one. I'm not saying that you hear the song and then you go and do it. Sure, I'm saying but I'm saying over I'm saying time. over over a time of being inundated with that's like human nature. Anytime something is normalized, there's less of a taboo. And by the way, that is why the question I asked at the beginning of this is so important. That's why the question of how much music do we listen to about rape? Because a- although we don't listen to music about rape, directly rape, we do listen to music that minimizes women. We do listen to music yes. that, that degradates women. We do listen to music that commodifies women and objectifies women, which leads indirectly to us treating women like they're something less than us.
1: So here's my question to you. Are you saying that the music desensitizes us or are you saying that the music desensitizes us and eventually causes actions like that to happen?
0: I'm telling you, I'm saying that the music it desensitizes us and it also grooms us.
1: To do and that.
0: So I'm saying, yeah. To accept
1: I'm, it or to actually do it.
0: I'm saying that the music desensitizes us, not just the music, an entire culture that's built around worshiping death, an entire culture that's like you hear guys say it in raps all the time, man. I'm not going to be here for a long time. Death isn't this. Death is that. Look, I I get it. South Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I understand the thought. I get how some people feel. I get how they get it. I, I get how they're giving it up. I understand. I get why they feel that way. But the reality is at some point, and this is me, a 41 year old guy willing to be the uncool dude on this and willing to be the fucking hypocrite here, too, because when I'm getting ready to box, when I'm getting ready to get all hyped up is the music that turns me all the way up. And that's the real shit. But the reality of the situation is what we are starting to see, maybe because of social media or maybe because things are reaching the critical mass is too many actual deaths. What we are seeing now is people at the Who I smoke song that we talked about, where they're actually putting Which the names so, of people, yeah, they're I, I actually just, putting the names of people that they killed across the screen.
1: So disconnected from that.
0: Like those kids are getting shot up. Look, we can we can act like this didn't exist back in the, back in the nineties when Tupac was saying he was a bad boy killer, and then uh, a two years there you two years two go, Tupac you, is Tupac is dead, and then they're going back and forth, and then Big is dead, and then like it's not the first time like rappers have been getting killed in sure. these ways. Big L was murdered. All of these situations sure. ha- ha- have gone on, but what I'm talking about at some point we have to kind of stop being defensive. I know we love the music. We love, I love hip hop so much. I love hip hop to death, but I love black people more. So
1: let me, and I agree with you. Let me ask you this question. So. Well, Monty recently posted the clip from the old Bill O'Reilly interview with Dame Dash and Cameron and a principal from a school, maybe in Georgia. I could be making that up. And they're nah, talking I was in about Philly
0: or okay, DC. Philly. That's what Thomas L. The, that's one of my favorite Thomas, fucking clips,
1: Thomas L. So they're yeah. talking about the. They're not talking about killing per se, but they're talking about music and the responsibility of the artist putting certain type of music out there and how it's impacting this principal thomas l is saying how it's impacting his kids and his school and they're imitating emulating these these rap artists and he's talking about the level of responsibility that they have question like that comes that's bringing it back to what we're talking about i mean do you think we're talking about with us and our responsibility as far as like listening to it and maybe celebrating it. What about when it comes to the artists? Do you feel like they have a responsibility to stop making this type of music?
0: At some point, and let me tell you what I mean by that, is that is w- w- what I feel like is when you listen to Get Rich or Die Trying, that's obviously 50 Cent's reality. You could hear it in his voice. He had been shot nine times. He felt a certain way. That's obviously 50 cents reality. Ten years later, that can't still be his reality going across the world being being worth 60, 30 million dollars, 150 million dollars and stuff. There's a certain point. I understand if you from a if you're from a place, if you're from Compton, if you're from South Baton Rouge, if you're from Liberty City, if you from Gary, Indiana, if you from any of these places, I get it. That's how shit was. But we got to grow the fuck up. we like, we got to grow the fuck up. There's a point where you stop talking about your reality and giving up your reality. And there's a point where you start glorifying death because that's what people want to hear. Mm. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and there's there's a point. And by the way, cleaning up rap won't clean up the neighborhoods. Sure. It won't. I'm not saying that. That, I'm not saying that. There has to be stuff done done to clean up the neighborhoods too. And that has to come first. But what I'm telling you is, and this is not necessarily exactly about Dolph. What I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that this shit got to stop. And we say that it's senseless, but the more something goes into your brain, the more sense it will make to you. That is just the way the human brain works. The way the human brains work is the more something is in your brain, the more sense it's gonna make to you.
1: it can make sense to you because you've heard it and, and maybe you've accepted it and it's and you've listened to it over and over again. It doesn't not make it stupid that you're killing people because of a beef that you have with one another. It still can be stupid and senseless. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry.
0: Telling you, I, 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 I get it.
1: I'm not going to rationalize the reason I, for, for killing. I,
0: I, I'm not rationalizing it. What I'm telling you is that the barriers to that are being broke down. Let Shawn Mendez get murdered. And watch what happens. Like let let let, let Sean Mendez get into it with Justin Timberlake, and then D- Timberlake sends some niggas at Sean Mendez, and then they, they kill him. Watch. And what it happens.
1: would be stupid. It would be. It, it, it would be totally foolish. stupid. It,
0: it it also would be a forlorn fire. Meanwhile, this meanwhile this is going to happen right now, and it's it's just like it's no different than the same shit about the mass shooting It's no different than any of this. This is going to fucking happen again. And, and And the reality is that the more we get desensitized to it, oh, that's the way of life in America, the easier it is. What I'm telling you right now is, in my opinion, this. I understand all the things that are out of our cultural control. I get them. Some things we're fighting for control over so we can change our neighborhoods and communities. There are some things that are within our control to talk about. And even if it's not shutting people's down, arti- shutting people's artistic freedom down, at least let's have conversations about it to where people can see. Agreed. And guys like Dolph, they do a lot of that. They will go in their communities, they try to show kids the right way, they do a lot, most of these guys are. Most right. of these guys, most of everyone that we're talking about, every single person that we're talking about got a family who love them, a hood who love them, a community who loved them that they love that they give back to. But at a certain point we have to have real conversations about this obsession with the shortening of life with right. violence and with death. It's right. not serving us. It's oh. not serving us. Two kids ain't got no daddy. Right. To like like two kids, two kids ain't got no daddy. I'm sound, like when I'm when I'm when I'm saying is if the art is if the artistic freedom And everything that we're talking about, everyone is free to promote death. The question is, should we be doing it?
1: I think that everyone would say or they should say no.
0: Right. All right. Um, Police reportedly had to shut down Yo Gotti's pre restaurant after the shooting of Young Dolph because I guess Gotti, well, no, I don't guess. I know Gotti was one of the guys that Dolph did not get along with. And so there are reports from from the ground in Memphis that shit is jumping off all over in Memphis. That shit is going nuts in Memphis. That uh, Memphis is on fire right now. Uh, I'm not from Memphis. I visited the city a lot. It is an amazing place. I wish I could put my arms around the whole community that's hurt, that's upset. Yeah, they lost a hometown Um, hero. They lost a hometown hero. Yeah, yeah. Rest, uh, rest in peace Adolph prayers to the family let's stop where we can stop guys let's take a break Howard University students one they reach an agreement with university officials Donnie jump in uh, Howard University President Wayne Frederick they call him Big Wayne on campus did you know this
1: <laughs> Do they really- that was his
0: name nah I just made that shit up um, he released a video message addressing the ending of the student protests and the improvement of housing conditions on campus. He said, the health and well-being of our students is the most important part of my job as a president. As I've said before, even one issue in one of our dormitories is too many, and we will continue to remain vigilant in our pledge to maintain safe and high-end housing. Sounds like progress, but Frederick did not offer the specific details on the agreement that the university and the students came to. Donnie had gone to Howard and left because he said that he had made friends with a rat in his dorm, and he named him Seymour. Bins, oh, no rats mice 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 are cute <laughs>
1: wow no Donnie. not when they're living with you
0: they're not D- i used to live with a mouse in the country I used to come in a room a country
1: out. mouse is different
0: a country mouse is like country Remember mouse that? is like
1: the city mouse country mouse the City the country mouse, mouse is different
0: the country mouse is a little bit easier to get along with
1: yeah it's like a farm animal it's different yeah.
0: it's like he's out there you don't want to because you really you're in his space
1: Right, right, right. Because right.
0: you built a house in the country. He's a right. country mouse. Yeah, country yeah. mouse. And there's like he has one of those things, you know. Like I with never the understood stick, that with the stick, the stick <laughs> and, the, uh, uh, and the little thing. <laughs> and I kidding. never understood that. <laughs> like that. That's like what you what you put your belongings in. That's what, that must. By the way, that trope is. There's so many tropes that are over now. You you don't see the stick with the belongings anymore. Don't, don't, you don't, I don't see that. It. Because well, that probably Dad, came from I knew the depression. Exactly
1: what you were talking about. Yeah, that
0: probably came from the depression First of or some all, shit. In real
1: life, the stick would break, right? You got all your belongings on a stick. But see, in a, less, in a time
0: when Americans had less, in a time when Americans had less, you could maybe only fit a couple of belongings in there. Anyway, we got off track. Donnie, <laughs> you have to live uh, in the squalor of Howard. Do you believe that there's going to be substantive change? after what the Howard students did
2: I believe I hope like I, I he released a statement with no substantive uh, there, there, there's no like plan for how to move forward or what's gonna happen next I'm hoping that that ends up uh, coming through but all I can do is hope for the the students there right now I don't I don't I don't know I don't believe I hope
1: Tony this is embarrassing I mean, yes. I got to say, all the Howard University bison out there, this is embarrassing. If I, I would have a lot to say if I went to Howard. Apparently, this has been going on for you. Uh, what? What, Van? Why are you looking oh, at me that way? I'm
0: just saying it's kind of easy for you to criticize. You know, you Why? went to the, because, man, you you went to Texas, you know? No, you no, no, know. no,
1: <laughs> Howard is the cream of the crop. They Apparently brattle-
0: not. Apparently not. That's what I'm saying. It's all been smoke and mirrors here.
1: And the fact that this didn't just happen, this has been going on for years. Since Donnie was there. Donnie
0: Donnie, like 45.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, like this, we we shouldn't have known about this. This should have been fixed in house. This is embarrassing that they were posted up in tents because the living conditions are better in a tent than they are in the dormitories. Where are the alums bison alums help your school out this is it's i hope they figure it out
0: donnie what would you like to see done if you were in charge of howard howard the duck if you were in charge of howard what would you like to see done um how would you fix this problem what do you think could be done
2: it's pretty simple some renovations on facilities across the board, the living conditions, there's like pipe leakages in multiple dorms that like have been just leaking nonstop. There's like rusted stuff all over the place. Like students have complained about infestations. We had infestations when I was there in 2006, 2007, like the students have laid out what the problems are. If the administration listened to the students, pay attention to what's going on, which they, there's no avoiding. Like they, they, they know what's happening, but uh, that, that's pretty much it. Listen to the students, answer their demands, and move forward from there. Because, like Rachel just said, it's embarrassing. It is.
1: It is I
0: embarrassing. Almost,
1: I almost went to Howard too.
0: Yeah. Well, like, what made you not go there? You went and visited and you saw mice, and you was like, <laughs> I'm out. Rachel no. was. Rachel was like, I gotta go to Howard. Howard's great.
1: No, my great. boyfriend at the time went to Howard, and my parents thought that I was following no, him, so they even, were like, nah. Nope, you ain't you know, going.
0: You know what? Nah that's so where we would have been had you had gone to Howard <laughs> like, like what is Rachel what is that in the background nothing nothing judge
1: <laughs> oh I had a whole baby and the judge didn't know
0: <laughs> nothing nothing we haven't seen you in almost a year like, where have you been nothing Rachel I gotta go wow. I gotta go look after Stanley looks like you name your kid Stanley yeah, wow. son. that's a great name Stanley Lindsay. It's
1: not for me. Also, it's gonna be Lindsay. Yeah, I can take nigga, the father's name.
0: That nigga out of here. He got hooked up in a dope game in DC. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he, he gone. Like you, like y'all both went there with the highest of hopes. You know what I mean? But you got pregnant. And I don't now like got... where
1: this story is going. Let's go back to the country mouse.
0: And then Stanley Lindsay. <laughs> how old would he be now? What 13? Man, thirteen? Thirteen something. Than that. Older. Stanley Lindsay.
1: Eighteen. He'd be eighteen.
0: Eighteen years old. And so here's the thing. You would still go to the be, bachelor He'd be
1: enrolled at Howard. He would be in one well, of them tents. On.
0: Stanley Lindsay would be the one who would be starting the Howard protest That's right. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. That's full circle. <laughs> Stanley Lindsay. What the fuck? Shut is up! Here? All right, Missouri students are punished. I can't wait to see what you think about this one. After, <laughs> after, after starting a petition to bring back slavery.
1: Just, no, man, it's not funny. I don't think this is funny at all.
0: I don't. I don't. Missouri students punished after, after starting a petition to bring black back slavery. Name sued the school district. Okay. Four students who were disciplined after a petition seeking to restart slavery was posted on social media are suing the Kansas City school districts for civil rights violations. They went to Park Hill High School and they said the posting in September began as part of bantering between a biracial student and a black student, according to a federal lawsuit. The lawsuit claims the officials violated the students' First Amendment rights, due process and equal protection. They're seeking to be reinstated and have the incident removed from their school records. So this is what happened. One of the students, he's black and Brazilian or they're black and Brazilian was joking with a black student. And they typed up a petition on a website, change.org that said, start slavery again. Uh, they're 14 years old. And the lawyer, Arthur Benson, the second said that they regretted it and it caused no harm or disruption. Um, but the adults overreacted. You know what I think already.
1: I don't want to do any stories anymore on teenagers.
0: Let these kids back in school.
1: No, I'm sick of it. Come on, Rachel. sick of it let let these van, kids back in school van van it did it wasn't just that they put up a petition and that he regretted it immediately he put it up it was shared by several non-black people they but commented he was on black. it they he, liked the, it okay the let so, so, so here's my thing so here's obviously my thing. they don't
0: want slavery to be restarted so here's it's, my a, thing. it's fucking if kids want, fucking around
1: if you want equal if thing, things to be equal right an equal punishment you have to punish him the same way you would punish somebody that wasn't white. It doesn't make it okay just because that person was black. If a white person did that, we would want them to be expelled. We'd want them to get in. Well, you wouldn't because you just excuse anything from the ages 14 to 17. No, you, there's no responsibility if you're between, no responsibility between the ages 14 and 17. No. No. If, he was, if this was a white person, we would want this person to be punished. It would be everywhere. You don't get excused for doing this because non black people liked it, passed it around. It was shared on social media. People thought, is slavery funny to you, Van? Is it a joke? No. It's not.
0: It's not. No. But a no, petition they have to restart to be punished. slavery is kind where of funny. So where
1: does it stop? Where does it stop? No,
0: the, hold on. See, that's not the question to me. The question isn't where does it stop. The question to me is where does it start? Because, number one, this is something I totally would have done at that age. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally would have done. All right, number one. Number two, we, we're living in a world that we're trying to divorce of context and nuance. I know we want to do that badly. I know we want a one-size-fits-all situation, throw the baby out with the bathwater every sing- single time. The fact that the kid that started this is black uh, is wholly, is wholly relevant to the entire situation. If this were, in fact, racially motivated, right, which is the reason why you would expel kids for this. If it were racially motivated, the fact that the kid is black cuts that down down at the knees unless he's like candace owens so and here's, you know what re- I mean like so so okay. so so what okay. i'm saying so what i'm saying is you know that these you know that this it, these are kids fucking around
1: so here's the problem that would be okay if he put it up took it and took it down the problem is that it gained attention and then you had people who weren't black liking the fat, liking this post liking that there was a petition to start up slavery are they joking you don't know that so that's so he's becomes, responsible
0: for the fact that some people were fucking with it
1: yeah you put it up
0: i mean it's an irreverent so maybe, idea so
1: maybe maybe ex- expulsion is a is a bit
0: of a reach. Was, yeah ruining the but come on some, man it's a but kid. some
1: but some punishment should be in place i
0: completely agree so maybe okay
1: i can i can compromise on expulsion but the problem is is that the other student other students got in trouble too who liked it
0: uh or passed
1: it around so if they're going to get punished you know being not black and liking this agree in in essence agreeing a like is an agreement right yeah sometimes signing your name on the contract
0: well not all the time you like
1: it you liked it you liked yeah. it. You agreed with it.
0: But it's not but that's not true though. A like has all kinds of stuff. Oh. Sometimes sometimes a like is just an acknowledgement of how zany something is.
1: Well then they should have commented, wow, this is wild.
0: This is zany.
1: This is zany. We
0: don't use zany enough. Uh mm. I'll tell you what, 14 year old no, kids, no. man. 14 year old kids.
1: They'll probably lessen it. But the they, federal law. They expelled dyspetica. them.
0: They only one. Expelled. Oh,
1: uh uh-uh. uh. Only the only the guy who put up the petition got expelled.
0: Look, I'm telling you. That's whack. Of
1: it's course. Whack, man. It's I don't even know why to do these stories. You're always gonna you're always gonna say that. It's going too far to put a slavery petition on a national website, change.org. Okay. Change.org. That w-
0: would that not be a change? That would you be a what? change.
1: Why don't you you should you should fight for this kid then? Go ahead. Put your name out there. I'll fight for him. For him, like, I don't, I'll Talk definitely about, go, go sign the petition, go create your own. You know what, man? Go create your own petition.
0: Look, uh, here's the thing I would it's, say it's zany, right? I would, I would say, go start slavery again. I would just wouldn't say who the slaves was gonna be because go I be... got some ideas. All go right, be... uh, <laughs> <laughs> slaves. you know, that's funny, <laughs> no. you know, that's funny. You know that's funny. Um, it would have Anto- been
1: funny if he said it in his friend group. Oh, okay, I'm going to go put up a petition to start slavery. And then nothing yeah. happened.
0: So Antonio Brown got snitched on. His chef uh, uh, alleges that Antonio Brown has a fake COVID-19 vaccine <laughs> card. This is, this
1: is, this I, is funny. I
0: just... uh, so his former living chef, by the way, Antonio Brown <laughs> is a fucking terror to people that work for him. He's had so many beefs with past trainers, past everything. He just doesn't work right with Antonio Brown. This guy's name is Steven Ruiz, the chef. He claims he 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 received a text message from Brown's girlfriend, Cindy Moreau, in early July that indicated Brown was willing to pay $500 for a forged Johnson & Johnson vaccine card. Now, if you're going to pay for a forged fucking card, why would it be Johnson & Johnson? For $500, you got to give me the Pfizer card. Like, I don't
1: think 500 is that much for a vaccine.
0: 500 sure. is not that much for the vaccine card. First of all, I'm not going to lie. Selling vaccine cards is whack. But goddamn, if it's 500 a piece, that's high fucking price scamming right there. That's some good scamming. Um, so Moreau says, can you get the COVID cards? Reeves says, I can try. He's a chef, but he knows how to get counterfeit COVID cards. J&J shot ab ab He's said he would Florida. give you 500 bucks yeah true ruiz told the times he was unable to obtain the fake cards but that when he visited brown's home a few weeks later brown showed him fake cards he had obtained somewhere else
1: well we know the, who he got them from
0: aaron Rodgers. Exactly. um the the statement from the tampa bay buccaneers who's who antonio brown plays for Says, after an extensive educational process conducted throughout our organization this past offseason, highlighting the benefits of the COVID 19 vaccines, we received completed vaccinations card, cards from all Tampa Bay Buccaneers players and submitted the required information to the NFL through all established processes. Blah, 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 blah. All of the cards were reviewed and no irregularities were spotted. So they're saying his vaccination card is real. Great, right.
1: And if it's not, Aaron Rodgers set the precedent. Find them fourteen five and keep it moving. Yeah, that's yeah. it.
0: If it's and more than if more than anything, this is this is hilarious.
1: Listen, let, we're gonna hear another story about this. People are gonna start getting exposed all the time now, cause now they know what's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna be fourteen five, and they're just gonna keep it moving.
0: 14.5. Mm, 14, 14, five. You can buy a kid dope for that. Actually, that's probably low. Do you know what the dope prices are around where you're I, from? I,
1: I'm un, I'm unaware, Van. I'm unaware.
0: You don't know what it is for a key. You I don't never said. You never said. the birds to fly down south? Birds. No. No. You know what a you know what a like a bird a bird a bird is a key of coke.
1: I I got it, I got it.
0: I've seen a key before.
1: Okay. That's, I've seen a bird. You seen a bird?
0: seen a bird. I don't know what happened to it. I didn't. I. I wasn't proud of it. I wasn't like, oh, I got no keys.
1: Well, you seem. <sighs> you seem like you're bragging about it now.
0: I'm not. I'm just saying, like you know, sometimes birds Trying to fly educate south. Educate
1: me for the summer. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: saying well, for the summer. You should know though the dope prices in your That's area. Jeezy
1: line. I think. I think it's a Jeezy line. <laughs> Is it? Birds fly fly south for the summer.
0: When Jeezy was on top, he would say that he would get his dope for seventeen five a key, and then. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Pimp C was like, um, it's not the right price. Pimp C was like, it's a fake dope price. Caused a momentary schism between Pimp C and Young Jeezy. Hmm. I was unaware. Well, well it happens in hip-hop. Oh, by the way, uh, we talked earlier about the violence. We didn't even talk about the drug usage. Young Dolph's uh, Young Dolph's cousin, Juice World died. He died. Right. The, dr- the drug usage in the right. same shit. Right.
1: Died Same of an shit.
0: overdose. A juice World Thank fucking a, a Juice World Juice World fucking genius. A genius Juice World was. Really? It was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing documentary coming out about him. Not gonna Oh miss
1: yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. It. So disgusting video. Mm. Zach Stacy, he's now on the run. He is a former NFL running back. He brutally. When I say brutally. Don't watch the video. Yeah. Been don't. Uh brutally attacked the mother of his child, punching her head, punching her in the head, then slamming her into a TV like a rag doll. Uh as their five-month-old kid watched. Oh. Um, all captured on video with sound, video with audio. Uh, no doubt about the fact that it was Zach Stacy. Disgusting, disgusting video. So this is now you got Zach Stacy, you got Ray Rice. Uh, You got a couple other guys that, you know, on tape, uh, beating up ladies. What did you think when you saw this video?
1: Well, remember when we first heard about the rug story and um, the tragedy that happened with that? And I said my first thought when someone came in and said something was that it was domestic violence because that is how much you hear about it in the culture with football. When it comes to something like this, like when there's a charge, oh, an NFL player got charged. My immediate thought was domestic violence, which is so sad. That wasn't the case with Rugs, but that is the case with Stacey. It's disgusting. Like it's, it, and I mean, he has. I don't. He wasn't a prominent player in the league. I don't even know how many years he's been out. I had never heard of him prior to this. But uh, hopefully, the woman in the video is okay now. Thank goodness she recorded it from multiple angles, I might add, which also goes to show that this was not the first time he's done this because she was ready to capture it on video. Sadly, there's a child involved, but this man needs to be locked up Um, and and honestly made an example of, because this kind of behavior has got to stop, got to stop. Men putting their hands on women, absolutely no excuse for it. And it was tough to watch. It was hard. It was hard. Like Van said, don't watch it. Don't watch
0: it. So, a couple of things. These things are highlighted in the NFL. I would have people know that NFL players commit domestic violence on lower levels than the general society. Domestic violence is not running rampant in the NFL. They are arrested for domestic violence. They commit domestic violence as far as what we can track at lower levels uh than the general society. Those numbers are out there. It's a true fact. It's something that's been talked about. Um but there is one profession where domestic violence runs rampant. Would you like to know what it is? Sure. The police. Domestic violence is overrepresented in terms of occupations, where it is very prevalent, where there are arrests for it, it's the police. I'm not doing this to absolve NFL guys. No, but what I'm telling you is the narrative that the guys in the NFL are running around beating the hell out of women.
1: Is that the narrative?
0: Yeah, it kind of is. It's just like, it's just not true. I mean, I'm just being for real. It's, I mean, also real shit. This Zach Stacey's situation. I hope Zach Stacey gets the shit kicked out of him every single day that he has to go inside and go to jail and get the fuck shit kicked, whatever. But just so people know, the narrative that guys in the NFL are overrepresented in domestic violence shit is not true. Based upon what's reported. Now, we can never talk about what's reported. We would assume that domestic violence is being unreported everywhere. Right. Right. So, but based upon what's reported, what, like, what we know, those numbers, like, that, that, that perception isn't true. And the reason why I say that is because I believe that sometimes, even though those numbers bear that out, that the Zach Stacy thing gets racialized and he looks like a big black brute beating the shit out of a woman. And anytime a man puts his hands on a woman, I don't give a fuck what his skin color is. He is a low down piece of shit that should be dealt with accordingly. But just making sure that people don't run with the narrative
1: okay. that a bunch
0: of <clears throat> niggas in the NFL is just beating the hell out of their women all the time. This I got to say. Not this not true
1: because i think that it is the wrong time to have that conversation because what Whoa. did happen I, I do i'm i'm serious because i think what we just ha- what we saw mm-hmm. was a brute attack a woman who happened to play in the nfl right and I'm not over here saying that NFL players are all beating up the women that they're around. That's not what I'm saying. You
0: did say though. But what I am saying what you, is. What you did say my, though was that the first time is, you heard about the Henry hear, Ruggs no, 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 no. you thought yes. it was domestic violence. What I'm,
1: yes. That's an what unfair assessment. Saying, no. What I'm saying is, let me, let me, let me explain. What I'm saying is, is when I hear that an NFL player got charged with something. My immediate thought, yes, is domestic violence. And I'm not saying because I think that they're all running around. I'm just saying it has happened enough for me to think, huh, what are they charged with? Could it be drunk driving? Is it a car wreck that that possibly injured or killed somebody? No, that's not my first thought. My first thought is because that also makes it seem like I'm saying that they're constantly charged. No, I'm saying when I hear of a player getting charged more times than I would like to admit it seems to be violence against a woman. I can think of several times where there has been a woman accusing a player of domestic violence, people you didn't even name, people that are still in the league, Tyreek Hill, LaShawn McCoy, like, mm-hmm. the, like the 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 guy from San Francisco, I can't even remember his Alden name. Alden Smith. It, it's, it, uh, Greg Hardy. There's mm-hmm. so many people. And I'm not saying that I'm playing into a statistic saying NFL player equals commits domestic violence on a woman. I'm just saying it happens more times than I would like to admit. Mm. That's what I'm saying. And I say it's not the time and place to have this conversation of, oh, guess what? Another um, group that has an even higher rate. Because the fact is, is there was another woman who suffered violence at the hands of a football player. period. I don't need to talk about the fact that the police, I'm not, and I'm not even disagreeing with you with that.
0: Well, the reason why I brought that up is because you said that you had a knee jerk. You said that you heard Henry. And I'm Rugg's telling name you why. And, and right, and you and you said that you. I'm I'm telling you that that is unfair, and that okay. and that and that to me one of the one of the reasons why that is is because obviously these guys are famous, right? For example, you don't you wouldn't think that about Hollywood stars. Ho- Hollywood stars. Hollywood stars. I would think drugs. Tru- I would like, think ho- drugs. If I'm I heard say, charge, I would think drugs. That would. I be- know. But like what, what I'm saying is, I could name you just based upon my time at TMZ, handfuls of actors, handfuls of actors that have been arrested for beating up their wives. Like they're about to make a movie about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. No right. one thinks of Tommy Lee as a domestic I abuser do. right now. Tommy Lee spent six months in jail for beating up on Pamela. Anderson. I do. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the. Like when we were talking about this situation, the thing that made me respond that way was you saying that, hey, I think about the NFL trouble. I do. Uh, and what I'm telling you is there's some messaging that goes into that. There is. And the reality is that if every time a cop beat the shit out of his wife, they promoted it like this, like... Promoted it like what? Or when I say promoted it like this, I'll put it to you like this. If, when I say promoted it like this, you can't. You have to put this video out. That's actually not what. Uh, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this: if there was a continuing narrative about the fact that the police are overrepresented in domestic violence, right? If there was a continuing narrative about that, if it was meant to be a ta- a talking point, it would be mm-hmm. a talking point.
1: So here's the difference in that. Oh wait, well no, I'm but, sorry. but
0: but the reason why it's not is because they want you. They want you to see the police as the good guys
1: also police aren't famous so if you gave me that same I mean, statistic that, if you gave me the, the, but there's the so more to, of them but the only reason we're talking but the reason we don't talk about that on a grand scale is because police aren't famous it's not it's not, it's not going to get media attention the same way no that, i understand it, that yeah. it, it should but it's no, just no, not it going to get the maybe, attention
0: you, maybe but it should it, yeah, go but ahead i'm sorry rachel but if
1: but if um Hollywood had a a larger statistic, and we're not, and you, and that's what you brought to the table, and we're not talking about it, then I could understand that. But when it comes to the police, or if it was firemen, or you know, um, I don't know, city council members or or teachers or somebody, it's not going to garner the same attention as it is when NFL players do it.
0: I know, but that doesn't mean that we should have a knee jerk response when the NFL player is arrested. That it is domestic violence. What I'm saying is that it's important. This is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, as important as it is to highlight what Zach Stacy did and to make sure that he is properly excoriated as a deterrent for other guys in the league to get like this and or to talk about this stuff, it's also to me as important to dispel common held myths and misconceptions about a largely black athlete base.
1: So this is coming from a black woman. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody I'm not I'm not white, not a white woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm a fan of the sport. This is coming from I'm having a knee jerk reaction as a black woman. This isn't mm-hmm. I'm not stereotyping. I'm not playing into a statistic. I'm telling you what I hear as being a fan of sports or what's re, what's reported, right? I'm not even talking about what's not. This isn't me having Falling into some rumor. Well, it doesn't matter or, why or you believe it.
0: The fact that the, it doesn't matter why you believe it. It just matters that it's not true. I mean, I mean, you're com- like there's...
1: you're comparing it to police, though. You're no, no, no. Not no. Well,
0: forget about forget about police. Forget about police.
1: Okay,
0: Like, forget about the police. What okay. I'm saying is NFL players are involved in domestic violence. As far as what we can track at lower levels than the general society. So the belief. Look that the- at the
1: numbers you're comparing <laughs> to NFL versus society.
0: Wait a minute. Well, well, then how can you stratify it? Then, like, what do you mean?
1: My my whole comment is when I think of a, a football player, not a football player, period, not a football player in general. A foot. When I hear of an NFL player being arrested, and I go through my mind of what could possibly be the charges. Sadly, my first thought is domestic violence because of what I've heard. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Over drugs, over drunk driving, over a shooting. I don't think of those things. I think of domestic violence.
0: Okay. So I guess what I'm saying to you is, I understand that that's that's what you think. And the reason why I compare it to the incidences of, okay, so if we were to say that there was a, uh, if we were to say that there was a specific issue with domestic violence in the NFL, like, what will we have to compare it to? Well, what we have to compare it to is, hey, this many people out in regular society are getting like arrested for domestic violence. Is the NFL overrepresented? Is there more in the NFL? Is it two times the national average? Is it three times the national average? Is it four times the national average? Because then if it is, then you look at that and you go, there's a specific problem with domestic violence in the NFL. Now, if it's not, and the numbers that I've looked at and the numbers that are out there- I
1: would love to see the numbers.
0: Are not. And if it's not, then the question would be, well, why do we have that perception? And the perception could be something innocuous, like the fame of the guys, like you just said, or the perception could be something different. And so what I'm saying is, in the case, Zach Stacy's thing is one thing, but like if I hear somebody go- I hear of an NFL guy arrested and the first thing I think is he beat up a woman. I'm like, I have to be like, oh, well. I hope you know that that's not true. That like that that that, that even though that might be the feeling, that the numbers do not support that that's actually the case. I'd
1: love to see the numbers. I'd okay. love to see the numbers.
0: We have to see the numbers. We'll have to see the numbers. All right, uh, look, we have, I just want to give a shout out to Jessica Watkins, who's the first black astronaut black woman astronaut to join the space station crew shout out to her Mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. she's going up with spacex crew mission Four, crew dash four mission she's a rotation flight of the uh the the crew dragon they got her with the 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 black dragon crew it's an all-black crew Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. people sponsored by popeyes they got it right on the side of the space shuttle when it goes up into space it comes right down. Um, it's going to be the first for her for since being selected as an astronaut in 2017. She joins fellow crew members, Shell Lindgren, Robert Hines, and Samantha Cristo Forfetti. So shout out to Jessica Watkins. First black woman to join space station crew. Not first black woman in space, but to join the space station crew. You like the space station? Are you familiar with it? I've I've never never been.
1: No, I think it's an amazing accomplishment. It goes way over my head. It's more than I can do. That's amazing.
0: I'd love to go to the space station. Not at all. Mailbag. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in.
2: From Paige M. Bollinger, what's the worst advice you ever received?
0: Uh, to stay in Louisiana till I was 30. Dumb.
1: Really? Somebody said that?
0: Say so don't leave till you're 30. Oh, that way you'll know you want to leave. Advice. You're dumb.
1: Do as I say, not as I do. Huh. I just picked one. <laughs> I just picked that one.
0: sounds like something the judge would say.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, okay, let's go. Two more.
2: All right. PT31 asks, which musical artist would you let produce the soundtrack to your life?
1: Quincy Jones.
0: Quincy Jones. Prince. Oh. Copper light. All right, last one.
1: All right. Wait, who did you say?
0: I said copper's. I said copper. I said last one.
1: No, who did you pick? Prince. Oh, Prince.
2: Okay. Um, let's keep Uh, Cassie et cetera asks, "What is a positive trait that you inherited from each parent?"
0: Ooh. Uh, my studiousness I inherited from my mom Uh, my people skills I got from dad
1: Uh, I would say my ambition I got from my dad and from my mom I would say that I got like compassion Mm. you don't think I'm
0: compassionate I do Okay. Not the children. <laughs> I think you. I, 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 not to the not kids. Age,
1: not ages fourteen to seventeen.
0: Not 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 kids. Throw the fucking kids. Fuck them kids.
1: There are other schools to go That's to.
0: Regional Lizzie. do you have an unexpected ally of the week? I do. Who is it?
1: His name is Pat Collins.
0: Pat Collins.
1: And it's not even that he did something grand. He is a reporter for NBC Four in Washington D.C. and. After everything that has happened this week, man, I needed that laugh. This man is a natural storyteller. You can tell he's been on the air forever. And he's telling a story about a woman whose car was vandalized, but they got her car wrong. They wrote, Mike is a cheater, but she is not Mike. She doesn't know Mike. She's never dated a Mike. And the way this man, look him up, you guys. Pat Collins tells the story. He's this older gentleman, wears a scarf, a this boy hat. Yeah. I loved him. The way, uh, the dramatics. This man is everything, and it'll make you laugh. It'll put a smile on your face. Loved it. We should yeah. have him on the show. We Just should Just like to narrate stuff. We right? should because that's, that's fucked stories. up that that
0: happened to his car. I'm gonna concur with no, that. No, it wasn't
1: I, his car. It, it wasn't was... his
0: car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I was gonna, I'm gonna, go, I was gonna go with Steve Kerr, but he's kind of an expected ally. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because the Julius Jones situation, but it was, kind but it was, nice it was nice to see. It's nice to see
0: right it was it wasn't very nice to see okay uh look you guys uh that was a lot packed into a 121 it felt like a longer podcast because we dispensed with the pleasantries um uh, we got more <laughs> stuff coming from you uh coming for you next week but for right now it's time for the weekend it's time to get out of here take your deep caps off and do not stop learning I'm Van Lathan Jr
1: and I'm Rachel and Lindsay <laughs> bye hey guys